0: Good afternoon, everybody. We've all had a good New Year so far. Today we're celebrating the solemnity of Mary, the mother of God. And so often when we celebrate this, we imagine or think of Mary giving birth to Jesus, holding the baby Jesus. And this is important. It's true. But we all know, in particular mothers here know, that motherhood is more than simply having a child. It's more than simply something biological. It entails a lot more than that. Feeding the child, cleaning, teaching, nurturing. It takes a lot more to raise a human child than it does, I think, in just about any other mammalian species. But probably the biggest thing that a mother does to be able to form a child, to be a mother, is simply being with her child, holding the child, rocking the child, being in the presence of the child, whether it be caressing the child, watching the child sleep, watching the child play. It's being present too. And this being present too has a profound impact on motherhood, but it also has an impact on the child. Because it's that being present, too. As one theologian said, the smile the mother gives whenever she holds or sees her child awakens the child's consciousness. And so we take this, our experience of human motherhood and what it entails, and we can see the impact that Mary's motherhood had on Jesus growing up. Not just giving birth to Jesus on Christmas, but forming his self-awareness, his human identity and understanding of who he was as a man. And in doing so, leaving her imprint informing forming him so that he knew that he was loved, that he was cherished, his being was affirmed. And as a result of Mary's being with and being present to Jesus, he then learned and sort of had his ability to be present to others formed. You could say, as I talked about a few weeks ago, that Mary left her spiritual DNA in Jesus on the human level. As Mary was able to be with Christ, to be present to him as a child, he learned to do so with others. And so you could imagine. After he went out healing and preaching and teaching, being present to, being with others, being with the apostles, he was able to return from his mission. And probably like a lot of other men, at the end of the day, didn't want to talk to anybody. And needed his quiet time. And so simply being present, being with his mother, that she was a home to him, a safe place, a refuge, even as he grow older. And so what happens is, devotion to Mary in our own lives, devotion to her as a mother, teaches us how to be with Jesus. Particularly how to be with Jesus in prayer. Because prayer is a struggle for so many people. And you've heard me talk about it before. That people see prayer as doing something as some form of activity. We've got to be productive in prayer, or else we feel that we are a failure. And so I've said before that that prayer is not so much doing, but being. Being, but not just sort of existing, but being with. In prayer, we are with Jesus. We're present to him. So this being with implies a certain intentionality. You may be not talking or doing anything, but there's an intentionality of being with that other person. And so Ratzinger, who became Benedict, says that as Mary forms us, that we grow in devotion to her, we learn to simply rest in Jesus' presence. Because prayer is being with Jesus, learning from Mary how to rest in his presence. And so from that, of learning to be with Jesus... Mary also teaches us to be with other people, to be intentional, to learn to love them. And we know that Our Lady was really good at that. What's the first thing she did after the Annunciation? She went to Elizabeth to be with her, to serve her, aware more of Elizabeth's needs than hers. The wedding at Cana. She's the one who noticed the couple ran out of wine and then went to Jesus. And you can imagine, surely, during her life with John after Christ's ascension, being with and loving John as he was and in his needs. And so we see that she knew how to be present to other people. And she taught Jesus how to do the same. And so we see Jesus loving others. We read in Scripture his receptivity of others. We can see a bit of Mary. We can see her spiritual DNA in him. And so as we grow in prayer, we ought to also thus grow in our awareness of others. Father Jacques Philippe talks about the person who's deep in prayer, who knows how to be with Jesus, learns gradually how to be with others. And this is nice, and it's spiritual, and it's easy when we're called to be with others when things are good. When we're getting along when life is easy. But what about when the struggles come? What about when we experience dryness and desolation in prayer? What if the people around us suffer? Or they make us suffer by persecution, hardship, or betrayal. It's much more difficult to be with and to be intentional and present to other people whenever we can't fix the problem, when we can't understand why these things are. And so, I've quoted Hans-Erzewald Balthasar before, and I probably even talked a little bit about this in years past, Mary teaches us how to do this. Because there, at the foot of the cross, she was present to Jesus. She was being with Jesus but she was also in a state of what he calls not being able to. She wasn't able to alleviate his suffering. She wasn't able to end the pain. She wasn't able to take him off the cross. She wasn't able to do anything but accept it. To say, Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word. That's the attitude of not being able to do anything. We talked about St. Joseph and all the way that things went wrong in his life at Christmas, but he learned to accept it, not begrudgingly, but with love. It's something permitted by God. And so it's our persistence in being with Christ and being with others when things are good, we learn then how to be with others in that state of not being able to. We cannot fix the problems. We can't alleviate the sufferings. When all things seem dark, if we're going to do it, and Mary teaches us to do it, the one thing that must animate that not being able to has got to be charity, has got to be love. Because I've said before, no matter how bad things get, no matter how dark things seem, we can still choose to love. We can still choose to love God, and we can still choose to love our neighbor. It can be, and it is, the one light in darkness. We can't fix it. We can't explain it. We can let it disturb our peace and ruin our lives, or we can follow with Christ and with others, accompanying them into the dark. And our willingness to love, our willingness to try to not fix is the way that we can follow Mary. How does Mary teach us this? How do we learn to be with Christ, to be with others in good times and in bad? Yeah, and and so Marian devotion is important. Praying the rosary, doing novenas, doing all of those Marian prayers. But the thing is, if you're just reciting them and there's nothing under it, well, it's just prayers. Our Marian devotion, our Marian prayers must be animated by a being with Mary. Mary, as our mother, as she is present to us and can be present to us in prayer in her resurrected body, although she's still in heaven, we can learn to be with her. She is our mother, she is present to us. And we, in prayer, even if we're distracted, even if we feel unworthy, even if we'll feel desolate, just like Jesus, Mary is present to us. She is with us. And gradually, just as we were with Jesus consistently in prayer, resting with him, leaning into that prayer, over time, if we do this with Mary, we too, like her son, will see, the imprint of her spiritual DNA in us as our hearts grow to expand, to be more open, loving, and receptive to Christ and to others. Amen.